I'm a professor of universal design. All of my research and teaching more or less focuses on this idea. And even my innovation and entrepreneurial projects deal with universal design in a whole bunch of different kind of contexts. And I've dedicated the last 10 years of my professional career to this field. It didn't start like that. After my master's degree, I was looking for jobs and research and teaching. I wanted to get into academia in some way, shape or form. Uh, and my partner and I didn't really want to live in the United States. So we were looking for positions or I was looking for positions all over the world, Australia, Canada, Europe, you name it. And I had a few interviews for PhD positions and focused on things like maternal health, indigenous health and these sorts of areas that kind of built off of my master's degree. And these were really core interests of mine. These are things that I really cared about that mattered to me. And then one day I saw a position come up here in Norway. It was focused on this issue of web accessibility, and I didn't really know quite what web accessibility was. I had designed websites in the past, and so I had a passing familiarity with the fact that we have to design websites so that they meet the needs of persons with disabilities, but it never really clicked as an area that you could study as a field of science or a field of research. So I was more or less familiar with it, but I hadn't really embraced it as an idea or as a topic. And when I saw this position come up focused on doing research and web accessibility, I just completely dismissed it. It was just a, okay, that seems interesting, nice, maybe, but really not my specialty, not what I was looking to pursue. A few weeks went by and I saw the position was re-advertised. And so I took a closer look and still I was skeptical. I didn't quite think that it was something that I would be interested in. So I let my partner know that I had seen this position and that the benefits looked really good. There was a lot of extra funding to do uh, my data collection. There was funding to do some travel and to get some training. But there wasn't the kind of topic, the niche that I really thought that I wanted to focus on, that I really saw my myself in. So my partner looked at the position description and she told me straight out that this is exactly the kind of field that you would be great at. This is the kind of thing that you were made for. It captured all of the areas that I was good at and that uh, I could potentially move, uh, move into. So I figured I might as well go ahead and apply. Uh, the deadline was in about two weeks, so I had about two weeks to put together like a 10-page proposal and a couple other documents around my education and around my uh, you know motivation letter, all these typical things you would uh, use whenever you're applying for a position. And uh, I did my research, so I actually dug into this field a little bit, and I found some of the scholarship that had been written about web accessibility, and especially that was coming out of the research institute that I was going to work at. Now, I'd been submitting project proposals for about six months and varying degrees, and uh, I was pretty good at it, so I could put together that two week that proposal in two weeks without too much work, without uh, too much effort. And of course, 99% of the positions that I applied for, I got rejected for, flat out, either no response at all, or I got like the kind of standard form of, you know, we appreciate your application, however, we're not going to accept you for this position, or we're not going to interview for this position. Of the 1% uh, that I got callbacks for, I had an interview and it kind of went nowhere. I would either come in like third, fourth, fifth, maybe sometimes second place. So I figured this application is going to be just like that. 
chances for me getting the position were slim to none, especially considering there was kind of a, a little bit of a mismatch between my master's degree, my focus on health and healthcare, and what they wanted me to focus on or what they wanted in a candidate, which was mostly about web accessibility. Now, fast forward a couple of months, out of the blue, I get an email inviting me to an interview. So I'm saying, okay, cool, this will be fun. You know, I've done interviews before. I always enjoy interviews, generally speaking. That's just my temperament. But uh, I figured it would just be an interview and that would, you know, I'd go about my business. I still didn't have much hope that this would turn anything, any, anything serious. So I did the interview, fast forward a couple more months, and here we go. I get the job offer out of the blue again, and I was kind of shocked and kind of awed and happy, of course, because, you know, I would be moving to this country of Norway if I accepted the position. And that was always, that brought with it a certain amount of excitement and joy because I had known a lot about Norway before in my public health degree. And so I always had a kind of a reverence for Norway and the Norwegian healthcare system and all these things kind of, that made me happy. It made me, uh, brought joy to my life. But of course, the topic was still something that I was a little bit skeptical towards. I was like, okay, I can do this. It's a three-year research fellowship. I can kind of embrace it for the time being, but I still don't see that as my field of study longer term. Now, that was 10 years ago. And as you could probably imagine, my career has taken a turn into this field in a, in a very big way. Um, I, it took me that time to grow convinced that this as a field of study was really worth uh, devoting my life's ambition towards. And I think the turning point for me was really working with one of my students who helped me kind of connect the dots between this issue of web accessibility, the broader issues around universal design, which I still was not quite familiar with, and this idea of intersectionality, which I kind of already had a, a fundamental understanding of from my work in public health. So I don't really know why that changed my mind, but making that connection really shift, shifted my perspective. And it really enabled me to kind of pursue this field with a lot more uh, energy, a lot more zest, a lot more vigor. Uh, it was really making that connection that helped me understand the value behind uh, my work or the work that I wanted to do and helped me. It began a kind of new career trajectory where I was dedicating my life to universal design. Now, I don't know why it took me so long. I mean, 10 years is a long time to pursue a field without was still being skeptical of it. But at the same time, I'm, I think that's a value because finding a, a field that you think might work in uh, retaining a, a healthy amount of skepticism towards it until you are convinced that it will be something that you could dedicate your life to can be an advantage. And it saw me through to where I am today. So I think the takeaway here is, is basically this. Your interests and passions are really useful for guiding your career, for guiding the kind of work that you might want to do. But be open to skepticism as sort of an equally valid way of deciding uh, of, of guiding your decisions. Um, skepticism can be a really useful tool to showcase what matters to you and what doesn't. So it, my career could have taken a very different uh, course had I not ever made that connection between universal design, web accessibility, and some of these other issues around intersection intersectionality. So my, my career could have just gone a completely different direction. I could have gone back to the fields that I was interested in before. Uh, it could have gone anywhere. Um, 
But I think that skepticism really helped channel my focus and help me reorient what I wanted to do uh, because it showcased to me the value of the kind of work that I'm doing. And then I think the second takeaway here is trust and stay open to advice from others, especially people you hold close to you. And this might be your friends or your family members. It might be a mentor or another teacher or anybody like that. These people, they see you in a different way than you see yourself. And even though you might see your future going in one direction, they may see the value that you can contribute if your field of your decision went into a different direction. So even if you don't quite understand what they're trying to tell you or the guidance they're trying to give you, uh, do your best to trust it and see where it could take you. It may take you to places that you could never have anticipated.